What's up guys and gals, welcome to Cook and Huddle, I'm your producer Lily, and in this podcast we will be talking about fried chicken and football, so let's get on with it. Welcome to Cluck and Huddle, I'm your host Andy Skasky. You, I really find this distressing that you don't have an awesome nickname or just lean into it. No, nope. I'm your I'm your other host, Cluck, and I'm clucking all over. I'm clucking on all cylinders. Nice. I'm bringing the big cluck today. The big cluck. Nice. The big cluck. I like that. All I think I can, I can get on board with the big cluck. Yeah. All right. It's it's a it's a whole new vibe and mantra I'm bringing here. You you don't even know. I love it. I love it. All right, folks. Welcome to week five. This is your favorite podcast about fried chicken, college football, we've got it all. Uh, it's week five, got a lot to get to, so I don't I don't think we need to mess around with more nickname talk, we should just jump right in. Let's get into it, we, <laughs> we have a big week of college football coming up that's, that's frankly really exciting, all sorts of good stuff. I know, I want to start with uh, homerisms in Notre Dame, because they played a game last weekend, won easily, didn't cover, but they have a big boy game coming up this week so i didn't get a chance to watch but you know central michigan not much of a sweat things things got handled they did their business they uh they didn't quite get to the egregious seven touchdown or five five touchdown five touchdown spread and but still never in never in concern kept it going they have ohio state visiting this Saturday in a primetime 4.30 p.m. game, which is going to be really exciting. Notre Dame had their second game of last season at Ohio State, so this is a home-and-home home sort of rivalry. They they did a bunch of, I, I, don't even, I hesitate to say analytics, but business. They used their business school acumen mm-hmm. to sell tickets. So when Georgia came a couple year, a few years ago, there was so much red in the stadium. And when Nebraska came during my tenure there in, in 2000, I think it was, it was red. It was a wash. People didn't sell their tickets. You're granted, I think, the the contract stipulations in these, say about 5,000 tickets is generally what uh, the away team gets fully reserved in a block. And so they've usually, usually that's in a block. And it's in one section, kind of, you know, tucked away at the corner of one end zone, not necessarily the prime seats. So to avoid the red visualization in the stadium, they spread that 5,000 around and basically was the highest row all the way around the stadium or two rows to uh, break up the visual red uh, in the stadium. So hopefully, and they're going green. Uh, Notre Dame is bringing the green jerseys. They're bringing it green, the same color of the shirt. If you're not aware, Notre Dame students design it in quotes, the shirt every year for football season as their thing. So they're trying to get everybody to buy that. They're going to green it up. So look for some luck of the Irish and uh, a really great football matchup in South Bend. I think game days there. I saw... Uh, everybody's heading to South Bend. Cool. That should be a really fun game. Um, some sort of funky 70s Christmas vibe with the red and silver and green and gold. But um, I think that's a really fun matchup. We'll talk about it just a little bit later. Chris, Christmas came early for college football fans this week. Yeah, that's a that's a nice top 10 matchup. Irish undefeated, Ohio State undefeated in South Bend. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Uh, let's talk about our favorite team, the Tigers, 
because the Tigers kind of embarrassed both of us last week. And I'm, I'm still not sure what happened. I will say I watched this game from start to finish because I was genuinely intrigued how Mizzou would fare against Kansas State. They were uh, underdogs going into the game. They covered easy. I mean, it was a first of all, it was a fun game to watch. Just as a general, like just watching a game back and forth. Luther Burden, both quarterbacks get hurt. Uh, Burden, yeah. Walk off sixty-one yard yard kick to win the game. The thicker kicker, oh, man. He's on it. But we both were way off on this one. I mean, I don't know. What did you? Uh, from my perspective, Kansas State wasn't as good as expected, and Mizzou played better than expected. Mizzou They've been very average so far, very underwhelming. They opened up the playbook a little bit. Brady Cook with some designed runs. Brady Cook actually hits Luther Burden instead of overthrowing him deep. And that's kind of the difference in the game. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, I think you just nailed it. Mizzou brought it up a level. K-State stumbled, frankly. They did not bring their A game. It's still close. I, you know, you win some, you lose some. If, I mean, 61-yard kick, that's that's NFL turf. For the record, I get excited about any kick over 50 yards in college football or the pros. It just gets me excited. It's fun. It's seeing the pressure. Uh, 61 SEC record. Yeah. That's a that's a huge that's a huge kick. You go to OT and it all just gets wild. That the spread could get covered because it was only it was only five. Yeah. Even if you don't do the extra points and you you have to walk it off on a touchdown. That happens, so be it. You said it embarrassed both of us. It also, I mean, uh, I'm gonna go here. Oh, you were hammering this pretty hard, like just. I was. You would have lost no your house. Way. I said, let's yes. keep it together. Andy, Andy would be <laughs> homeless. Andy would be homeless this week. Pink, pink, pink slips and stuff. Yes, I, I am in Andy's house, and I have not seen a foreclosure sign or tape on the front door. So. But you said embarrassed. I and I'm gonna go there. This is homerism, and I'm gonna be harsh and critical. All the Mizzou, the Mizzou Stadium booed their quarterback prior to the game. That's that's no, not. Conflicting reports whether they were booing Eli Drinkwitz or they were booing Brady Cook. Either way, Brady Cook was asked about it after the game. He said it sucks because it's a St. Louis kid. He he's basically I, I heard his. He said, my dream has been to be the quarterback here. It kind of sucks to get booed. I wish people would, would so he's, let me live my dream. He's very aware of who they're booing. And it, there, it's a bunch of other college kids booing another college kid who happens to be on the field. That's crazy. And, and Drinkwitz defended him and did a little Mike Gundy, I'm a man, I'm 40 impersonation of, you know, if you don't go after a college yeah. kid, come after me. That's fine. I can handle it. And I'm going to say this in Brady Cook's defense last year. That dude played through a torn labrum in his shoulder, gutted it out. Wasn't great, but gutted it out. Got hurt in this game. Sam Warren came in just handed the ball off a couple times. Cook comes back in and leads his team to, to victory. Great throw on that closing drive over the middle. I forget who it was to, but to set up the kick. And, yeah, it sucks. I, you shouldn't be booing a 20-year-old kid. You go from there, and, yeah, it's a, a nice long kick, and – and then you go to, to, to storm in the field and you have this gauntlet. I mean, come on. It's game three against a middling top 25 thing. And I know it's K-State. It's not. Who are out it's Kansas. Yeah. Again, so but. it is whatever. 
but you you pay but you pay your fine you do that the gauntlet of emotion come on act a little like you've been there it's it might have been more just because it was a 60 like no one was expecting that to go in Mavis has struggled ever since the Auburn game last year where he had a chip shot to win that game at the end and missed it he's kind of gone through some roller coaster stuff either way cool to see him walk it off huge win for Mizzou they're undefeated they get to play Memphis. Like, it's just, it's such a letdown. Like, Kansas State. Memphis and St. Louis. Big 12 rivalry. And then it's Memphis at the Dome. I guess they signed up to do this thing with St. Louis where they're going to be doing games in St. Louis. I, I don't know what to think. Memphis is okay. They're also undefeated. They've got a running back. That, that, and that, that. Liu, who's pretty good. And that Brady line is. is uh, questionable. What, what do you think uh, on that one? I don't know. I'm, st- I'm staying away. Yeah, it it has chirped up and started. It's thought a little bit about going at seven, and there was just no confidence all in all of putting the number that high. So it's you know, all the money and all the love is kind of going to Memphis. I mean, the Edward Jones Dome is terrible. I don't know why they do this. I guess because it's it's because it's. it's Oh really? So what's it called now? Just, just the dome big, big dumb, dome. big dumb dome. <laughs> hey, that place is gonna be rocking. I'm sure all our St. Louis fans will be there Man, supporting they, their team in the dark. They did uh, this the before dome. when I was in grad school that they yeah, would they play against Illinois, Illinois. Yeah. and instead of having the two of the coolest college campuses, they go play in this stupid dome instead of hey, let's go to Champaign. In Illinois, or go to Columbia, like two awesome places to have road trip, and you're in the middle of St. Louis. No one likes that. I agree with you. I think if you play this game in Columbia or Memphis, you get you're gonna get more fans. Um, The casual Mizzou fan is gonna be like, "Oh, cool, Memphis is here, right?" Like if it was USC or uh, Florida State or something spicy, maybe you get some casual fans to show up at the dome. But I, I think most people. People, people are not bringing their uh, portable barbecue <laughs> trucks to tailgate in St. Louis. That shit get uh, stolen or something. Well, a lot of tickets available for that one. But anyway, I mean, <laughs> it's two undefeated teams. Honestly, I don't know. I, I'm hoping Mizzou can keep it rolling. Uh, they got Vanderbilt next, the week after that. And then LSU, uh, which could be a fun game if they were somehow still one loss or undefeated. But... Uh, yeah, Mizzou and Memphis, 4.30 on ESPNU at the Dome. That will be rocking. They will not be rocking. No, it's just trying to get It's going to be a 22 grown men groping each other in the dark on the field. It's it's not going to be pretty in any way, shape, or form. That's brutal. Okay, let's move on. Um, we got number eight, UW, who's moved up just a few slots. Um, they're going to be at home taking on Cal's 21-point favorites. That's an evening game. Kind of off-correct. Prime time on ESPN. It's an ESPN. might need to just like sneak downtown to that game for the UW district. Anyway. Yeah. Es- um, it's on ESPN. ESPN now showing that, that Pac-12 love here. <laughs> but uh, UW coming off of an absolute trouncing at Michigan State. You, you know, kind of took a dump on Lansing and then the Huskies did the same thing and just took care of business. No sweat. They left it Michigan there. Michigan yeah. State's in trouble with Mel Tucker. And he's he's already gone. Yeah. He, they're they're gonna struggle. They're well, they're they just they starting. Him they're gonna fight. Like just I don't know. Why do you have to tell him you're gonna fight? Anyway, 
Michigan State's in trouble. It's because of because of HR. Have you ever dealt with HR? <laughs> It's it's worse than going to the it's going it's worse than going to the principal's office as a kid. Even if you were the good kid and you know the the goody two shoes and they call you into the principal's office for some award, it's it's awkward. It's not good. HR, good or bad, there's it's weird, man. It's weird. I, I yeah, he's in trouble. I think Michigan State's in trouble. Uh, didn't Mike D'Antoni coach that game? Which he did. They brought him out of retirement. I don't. I don't know what his status is going forward, but he got pulled off the golf course to come coach. I'm sure he loved that. He probably got a nice. Uh, How does that work? Do you just pay him for a game. I don't know. You you comp his dues at whatever club he's at. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Low 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 stress high reward job. I don't think he's coming back. It was. Uh, I'll help you out here. Let's see how it goes. All right. Not worried about that one too much. Um, Washington's looking good. Penix continues to shine. Uh, domination. Continued domination. Cal's Loving you, Dub. <clears throat> I think Cal's in trouble. I mean, coming up here, uh, we love the Pac-12 and everybody showing up, but, but Cal is not one of those. Uh, strong football schools. Not really. No. It's not there. I think they're gonna throw the ball. Penix had four seventy-three and four touchdowns again last week. That kid's just. He's just gonna keep running it. I mean, yeah. bring the Heisman out here. That's awesome. Uh, I think I think he's got to be uh, up there with Sanders, Bo Nix. You know, I don't know if Caleb Williams is in that discussion right now. But anyway, UW's taking on Cal Saturday night. I think we should go watch that one. Uh, fun to. To get the Pac 12 conference schedule underway and yeah, see if UW can keep it rolling and stay in that top 10 and stay in the mix. Now we have to talk and about Andy's just gonna turn it over to me and shut his mic off because he's openly weeping across the table. I think I got all my frustration out uh, on Saturday. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't able to watch this game, I was um, at the Oregon game, so just we have to talk about that. So let's let's take a break and go happy mode before we just crush your spirits. Tell me about Eugene. That was awesome. You were at the game. It looked like a really sunny day. You sent a picture. Yes. Good seats right at center yes. field. Tell me the vibe of everything. It was awesome. We had a great trip. First of all, shout out to Patty and Gary, Eunice, uh, who we stayed with, and uh, Camp Canby, Canby, Oregon. They were lovely people. Gary has decided he's going to be a loyal listener now, too, so... Gary, hope you're uh, playing well. Uh, it's like PXG. Yeah. PXG. P by G. Pat times Gary. Yeah. We're Pat bringing it Gary. just like golf. Gary, yes, and, and uh, Gary's uh, down in the center we're playing golf, so I hope he's playing well. But yeah, they were lovely hosts, so had a great time. Um, went with Megan and Nicolette and her brother Dustin, who's a huge football fan. Shout out Dustin. Uh, we had such a great time. Austin's a Rad Stadium, smaller than I expected. Only seats fifty four thousand. Oh my! But it was packed. It was super packed. Um, kind of sits in a bowl too. But uh, yeah, we had a great time. Great tailgate beforehand. We hit up a couple different ones. Had some good. Everyone seemed to be going with Hawaiian themed food since they were playing Hawaii. So had some delicious uh, pulled pork over rice with some macaroni salad. Um, didn't get to the chicken and pineapple skewers. I don't know what happened. Did, did you know these people you were stopping by? Or is it just over, friends like, of, all... Of okay, yeah, friends and friends. Yeah, so, so not friends of friends. So we kind of just walked around, but 
Good tailgate scene, a lot of RV campers, um, not quite as big as, you know, Knoxville or Baton Rouge, but a lot of Ducks fans walking around, um, you know, it was super fun. I mean, I think it helps that the team played really well and they kind of blew them off the water and the game was over pretty early on, but awesome vibes, uh, did shout uh, after the third quarter, before the start of the fourth quarter, the players are into it, it's pretty cool, it's a vibe, highly recommend checking it out if you're in the area. Um, yeah, and they rolled. They played great. Bo Nix looked awesome. They pulled him out early third quarter. Oh, they my. Had the subs in. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a super fun time. Eugene was, was rad. We'll definitely go back. Are we going to have a, a nice little new heat map spot on our, our metrics tracker around Eugene and the middle part of Oregon for people – Love and cluck and huddle. I think so. New I think devotees. I, 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 I gave a couple people the, the link, and we got a, we're gonna have a couple new listeners. So nice. Check the ratings uh, next week and see how many folks in Oregon uh, start listening. But anyway, yeah, it was a blast. Thanks to everyone uh, I mentioned earlier. We had such a good time. It was a fun time, and definitely something I want to do um, more often and, and get back down there. Right on. Now. Back to Tennessee. I was in the middle. <laughs> wow, was that that wonderful game. Having a great time. Uh, Tennessee tried to ruin my night. Um, I was kind of following the game on my phone a little bit. The guys behind me were scoreboard watching slash watching their phones a lot. Just kind of some of the top ten games. And I, I heard, uh, I heard a man. Tennessee's getting their butt kicked. So yeah, I, again, I've watched just the highlights. I didn't go back and watch the game, but. From everything I saw, Florida ran the ball with ease, moved the ball easily. Tennessee couldn't stop them. Offense still not good enough, not consistent enough. And just kind of another, you know, wet fart down in the swamp. You know, haven't won since 2003. Just that, just the, the bubbling up of under the mud, and that's, that's what it was. Correct. So, unfortunate for Tennessee. Um... They fall down pretty far in the rankings. Florida's now ranked. Um, like we talked about before, though, Florida's a talented team, good team. Maybe they're starting to put it together. But for Tennessee, I think that's a really disappointing loss. And your season's not over, but you got to run the table now for sure. Okay, that's where I was so, going. I was you said you said wet fart, and you see the the gas bubble in the swamp. Are they dead? Is this a decomposing body letting the gas out? Is So you say the season's not dead. No, I think if you run the table, you beat Georgia, you beat Alabama, uh, you go, you know, one loss in the SEC, you're still you're still going to be in that top 10, top 5 at the end of the season. Okay. And it, with a chance to go to the SEC championship. I will say, obviously, Florida now holds all the cards because they have not lost a conference game. So if they were to win out, they would be uh, ahead of Tennessee, but... No, the season's not over. And even a one, even a one, even a one loss, you you're losing the head to head. So, okay, well, season's not over, but that's that was a big. We'll look for them to continue uh, clawing their way up. Yeah, a couple rungs at each week here, here on out. So, and just touch quickly because it's not a huge game, but one o'clock on SEC Network, they're taking on the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners. Minus 21 points. So they need to bounce. I guess what you want to see next week, bounce back, win that game by four, four or five touchdowns. I say at least five. I mean, all this is saying is we've seen those monsters spread in with yep. Tennessee. They're really saying putting it down to 21 is 
is really kind of a vote of no confidence from anyone saying mm-hmm. that they're able to cover that number. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. Bummer, Bummer to end on that note. But anyway, um, let's talk about how we just greased our throat hole. Oh, the greasiness of my throat hole no, is unrivaled. Oh, yeah. This thing wasn't really on our radar, but we were talking after last week when we did the wings. We're like, we need to get back to what we're meant to be doing, which is true fire chicken. And you had spotted a little joint in North Bend that used to be a growler shop. Used to, yeah, used to bring in the custom beers, and I mean, this this went the way of the Dodo five years ago or so. They yeah. they didn't have a very long tenure over there. Uh, it was nice to fill up a growler every now and then, but it, it really was just out of the way, and their, their beer selection, to be honest, was just okay on that. And, and since we have Snoqualmie Ridge Groove, no one goes to North Bend anymore. It's hard. So... We've been out there for, they have a great baseball complex. My son's playing fall ball. And so I was taking him out there, drove by, had to swing by to get some groceries. And lo and behold, there's a sign on the wall next to the Safeway that says, hot and crispy deep fried chicken. You know, you got to get excited. So I take the picture, send it out to everybody, say, whoa. This has got to get hit up. This is at 10 o'clock in the morning, so I know they're not open yet. Figuring this out. I I put it on the radar. I put it on the radar. Go back. We decided we need to get our bona fides back because too much wings, too much chains places, not happening. We got to get back to the real deal. And I'll tell you what, hot and crispy deep fried chicken is the real deal. I'm I'm giving it the McDonald's rating. I'm loving it. It's it's on here. It's, It's where it's at. It's only been open one week. This was their one week opening day. It was banging in there. Every table was filled. It's not a fancy place. You know, it's like cafeteria tables sitting around. But everyone was taken. There was probably about five people milling around for takeout orders. It was amazing. I got, there was, and there's no, you know how you have uh, the heat lamps and the infrareds Mm -hmm. and all that. They didn't, they're not even doing that. Every order was cooked to order to that's go. What, that's, that's <clears throat> so I got it here. There was no waiting around. They they pulled it out of the fryer, tossed it in the little box, handed it off, and I was ready to go. I got I, I've been spreading the good word. We're talking about this. We're we're moving around. Got a shout out to my boy Leo. He Ooh. said he loves podcasts. Wow. I'm giving him a shout out. He's the man. He hooked it up. He said he's gonna listen to this. Uh, as he goes to sleep tonight. So hopefully he becomes a regular listener. I can say I'm going to be a regular customer over there now because the breading was great. It was just the right amount of brine where you taste the chicken, but it's not overly salty. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, just right. I, I'm super positive I'll on this. I'll shout out for Leo too. I didn't mean him, but man, that chicken was really good. I, I guess I had no expectations because I had no idea what was going on at that place, but... Like you said, I thought the breading was very flavorful. The chicken, like you said, had a good taste to it. Like you could tell it was treated correctly beforehand, had a little salty flavor, but not like overpowering, but just what I want. Like, I don't want to just bland chicken. I want a little bit of flavor come out of it. So it was really good. I will for sure be going back there. Um, thank you, Hot and, hot and Crispy Deep Fried Chicken. Hot and Crispy deep fried no chicken no and i can't find a website yeah i couldn't find a website i can't find anything on. they're not even on the google maps you can type in the google maps and it still just says an empty storefront like 
just got to know. I know. You just got to know. If you know, you know. That's how it is. That's awesome. Uh, Chicken's really great. Nice job, Leo. Thank you. Uh, Enjoyed it. Thanks for picking that up, E. Delightful little treat. Um, Cool. Let's move on to the bet section. Um, So we'll run through last week real quick. We We were both on K-State. We've covered this uh, versus Mizzou. Big old loss. Um, my my oh, my second my second one Florida State, that was, that was I don't know what they were doing. Boston College had Boston College thought about winning that game. They did think about winning. Florida State was up by twenty one at midpoint or later in the third quarter, and they just let it get out of hand. I don't know what happened, and there was no excuses. the The hurricane blew by. There wasn't any crazy miserable weather. Correct. Um. Who was a BC had Welly had a big thing for one of their teammates who I believe had passed had some medical things so they were all wearing the same jersey so they were extra fired up yep bringing that Boston College looked amazing this goes back to the one of their things that says hey they put it all out there I don't know if they're gonna be able to bring it again this week. But certainly Florida State no. needs to figure out their act if they're going to be a, a title contender. 13 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to make that super tight. Was yeah, that's not, not good. Okay, so that was a loss. And then you had Penn State. They Penn State got through Illinois. Like, it's what you do. So Nothing exciting. They're on the struggle bus. But Penn State looks legit. You know, they're kind Penn of State's doing right they there. Normally do. They're hanging around the top ten, winning games pretty comfortably. Okay, cool. So... You dropped a seven and six total, uh, one and two last week. Unfortunately, I got back on the winning side. Of You're coming back up. Yeah, well, two and one week. So again, we already talked about K State. Thanks for nothing. Duke covered minus eighteen and a half. Pretty comfortable win. Duke, for them. Duke looked good. They kept doing everything they should be doing. Northwestern. Northwestern's not good. But Duke's still good. probably not a top ten yeah. team, but they'll be they'll be hanging around and be a top twenty. Cool. I, I like them. Go, yeah, for sure. Go and Blue Devils. My last suppose. pick was the Ducks, just because I was going to be there, and they covered. We they covered. They put up a lot Justin, of points. Justin had a little cash on that game. He had a little uh, two-game parlay with that one in the Colorado-Cal State game. So we... Um, Ooh, did game. he take money line on that? No, the spread did not cover with there. Yeah, so it didn't quite work out, but the, well, the Colorado State-Colorado thing didn't work, but Oregon won. Oregon covered, so that was another one for me. The Ducks looked good. I think they're they're ready to go, and we'll get into their uh, upcoming game. Um, right we have a lot of stuff to be, cover because we need to get into our picks for this week. Um, I'm six and six total, by the way. So nice 500 clip. So back up there. Here we go. All right, man. Let's get into your first. Game. So the first one, I'm gonna I'm gonna since on that lead in, I'm gonna my first pick is I'm putting Oregon minus 21 on there. Um, they looked really good. They're very, very capable of scoring a ton. Their defense is sort of untested at this point a bit, so we'll see how that goes. But certainly we know they can put up points, um, and points win. They're playing Colorado. So Colorado, Colorado State came out really big. They really wanted it. There was a lot of John with the, the nonsense of the coaches and that sort of stuff. I mean, come on, play football. It's everything is not some sort of two bit hype show. Uh, 
out there. Let's let's play football. It really makes me sad to see Oregon is playing a a lesser Colorado team yeah. in the sense that Travis Hunter got smoked. He a, an amazing two way player, probably possible. I mean, if you take away the QB, but like role player, yeah. position yeah. player, easily the best player Wide on that. Wide receiver, cornerback, cornerback yeah. and. Just Let's face it, cheap that. shot. Yeah. But the thing is, Prime, Prime is out there. He says, don't fight in the stands. Don't do this. He said, hey, this is football. He was already preaching on the forgiveness. For sure. He says, let's move along. We got other football to play. He's doing that. I, and I mean, I, I can't say enough positive things about seeing Coach Prime and where he's leading leading his team and leading these kids. Yeah. I, I'm for it. Color me impressed on Every measure there, but I still think Oregon's going to run it up on them. Okay. I like that pick for that reason because I think Colorado's a little beat up. A little bit of uh, they exhausted all emotions and efforts to get that game. Got home and watched the end of that game. So saw the end of it plus the overtime. Great effort by Colorado to pull it out. They were down. Colorado State looked like they had it in the back. Absolutely. Riveting game. I mean, again, I don't want to talk Colorado State because I think it was pretty embarrassing. I think they had 12 personal fouls in that game or something stupid. It was just... I don't know what's going on there, but I, I, I'm with you. I think Oregon's the better team. Um, and there's going to be no shame in losing this game if you're Colorado. Because I think Oregon's you know better, more established at this point. But I'm just seeing they're probably going to be out of gas. This is a top. This is yeah. a top twenty matchup. Colorado, I think, is what eighteen, and Oregon's eleven, uh, something 10, like that. 10, 18. 10, 18. Yeah. So I mean, a top twenty pair of top twenty matchups. There's a lot of action. I think this is how it's going to look. Oregon's okay. going to so be on it. Oregon is going to need to win by three touchdowns or more. I like it. All right, what do you got next? Uh, I'm on the UW cow coming Ooh. here at the minus twenty and a half under three. Penix is just gonna. He's gonna. Put his Heisman numbers up there. He wants to throw for another 400 yards, and frankly, I just don't think Cal, I don't think Cal's gonna stop him. Right, I agree. <laughs> um, and I think, and uh, that's it again. Home games, home games. It's getting big. Yeah, and I think uh, UW has shown they are not afraid to just kind of pile on points and let him uh, do his thing. So I would say, if anything, you know, I don't know if they're in the realm of like him out of the game type thing, but I think with his Heisman uh, aspirations, yeah, UW, UW wants that feather in their cap too. Sure. So I think I think I like that pick. Uh, I think UW, yeah, like you said, they're going to comfortably win that game. Uh, nice evening home game here. So cool. All right, that's UW minus 20 and a half, so they just need three touchdown wins. I got, and so I, I saw, there was four, I researched a lot, I'm doing it, because whatever, it's our podcast, and you keep doing it, is, is Air Force, Air Force minus four, that game has already started ticking up to five and a half, getting that one done early. Um, and pray tell, who are the Air Force fighter pilots? The Air Force fighter pilots? What, what are you talking about? They're they're playing San Jose State. Ah, yeah. Um, they're they're crushing them. Air Force is Air Force is undefeated. Not to say that this is gonna bust them into the top twenty five, but they just grind. They're you know it's like the academies. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They're not gonna give anything away. Are they the most talented team? Probably probably not. That's close. The fighter pilots. (laughs) Oh man. 
And doing that, they look good. San Jose hasn't really done anything of any note this season, and they're just. I like a little late night Friday picnic. Yeah, a little Friday fun. And then sometimes you got to look where the action's at. Um, It's come down a little bit. I'm on NC State over Virginia. I'm sorry. I'm just going to be sad, Virginia. The NC State quarterback played at Virginia, so he knows their defense, everything. Uh, and North Carolina and North Carolina State didn't look terrible against Notre Dame. They were definitely outmatched a bit, but sadly they're going to get their comeuppance the other way of saying, hey, we're going to outclass you, Virginia. Okay. So there it is. Got that at a minus 10. I think they'll they'll be up there. It's at minus 9 right now, so it didn't quite keep ticking up. But I'm fine with that one point I got, I think, at minus 105, so I'm not paying any extra juice on that. Right. And it'll work out. So I got some another, fun another Friday. Friday night football yeah, party happening. Kick off East Coast, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Virginia's looking like they're going to struggle this year. They've lost to Tennessee, James Madison, and Maryland. Um, not particularly close, except for James Madison, where they only lost by one. But um, no, I mean, I, I think James Madison, I think powerhouse of college football. Yes. Division oh, one football. Gosh. So before we jump over to you, I'm going to okay. just, I, I put down a few notes of randomness because, hey, we're talking college football. We can talk all the college football. I'm going to give a shout out to our uh, our loving random homerism team of Alcorn State. They oh, got their they got their first win of the season yes. last week over uh, McNeese State. Yeah, 17-3. So good on them. Braze, I and I mean I don't know where this came from. We talked about it. I I really they weren't even on my radar until last basketball season and they opened up against Wazoo okay. and playing a little Pac twelve interconference play. Okay. And I followed them all hoop season. So now it's kind of fun to have that throwback on college football. I, I can make this insanely bold claim that's kind of bizarre. I may have had the best record and won the most units and like a ton of money on betting Alcorn State in basketball. basketball. I just, that might be some weird arcane thing that I can claim because I follow them. I probably bet like 15 of their games and I think I was undefeated with them last year in hoops. It was amazing. They were just a great dog that just kept paying out. It was delightful. They were gritty and always undervalued. So fun stuff. And then we'll go to another one that that uh, our buddy Rob has been hollering. Rice, Rice. He was he had some umbrage that Rice does school. Evidently, they also do football because they've completely dominated Texas Texas Southern last week mm-hmm. and total whooping. And now they're favored over Southern Florida this week. So yeah, who gave Bama game? So. Uh, roll rice owls roll hoot 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 that's what we say is hoot Katie Daniels is somehow still playing college football um, and he's yeah. the quarterback yeah he's transferred us. he decided that maybe the football thing isn't for him so he's gonna go get a, a smart kid degree like that seems like a good decision right uh, saying hey maybe this football thing ain't count. me I mean he has played 
he has he has one he will have one year that is is credits transfer right credits transfer okay because he's been at Georgia he's been at USC he was at uh, Virginia Tech or West Virginia last year this is like his yeah okay okay well I mean for the record since yeah so okay. since I mean since since Caleb at USC won the Heisman and everything and they're keeping him around a second year, the USC way has been just to get rid of their quarterback halfway through the season when all hope is lost. Bring in the new kid that's a red shirt. Okay. He gets to crush it for five six games through the rest of the season. Everybody says, "Whoa, this kid's amazing. He's playing with no pressure. The season's already wrecked." Comes back next season. Everybody's like, man, remember when the new quarterback came in and won six games in a row and whooped everybody and can't handle the pressure of of Hollywood, the bright lights and everything, and goes three and three over the first six. They fire him and then repeat the cycle. That's <laughs> that's that's the USC way in general. Yeah, that, I mean, that's fine. He, uh, he only did two seasons there, and it's, he, he transferred because after – in 2019, yeah, well, because he lost it to Mister Mister Bennett Stetson. Oh yeah. Stetson Bennett, who and performed then well. He went to West Virginia because I guess after the twenty twenty one season, he's like, I guess I'm not going to beat Stetson, and started ten games for the Mountaineers, and now he's at Rice. So I just. I, I he's a journeyman. He's a journeyman. I guess this is college football now, where it's just like, ah, I'll go somewhere else. Okay. Well, great job, JT. Good to know he's still quarterback and go rice. Shout out to Rob and the Owls, apparently. All right. Um, all right, let's wrap it up with my picks for this week. Um, let's see, what do I have here? Oh, I'm going, you know what I did, Elliot? I went with all dogs this week. I know, um, you, br- you brought a strong vibe. Let's go with your first one that we talked about a bit. I'm going Wazoo over Oregon State. Um, I, the, the, pack, the pack two game. This <laughs> This is the Pac-2 battle. Um, I like I like Wazoo. I'm going to give you the same reasons I picked them to beat Wisconsin at home as dogs because they're at home. They're getting they're getting three points. I don't think Oregon, I think Oregon State's fine. I don't think they're great. They struggled last week with uh, blanking at San Diego State, and it's just like okay, maybe the bees aren't that good. So it's I a think, top twenty-five matchup. I think yeah, Wazoo's okay i i think that's a perfectly fine pick i'm i was just you know the pac-12 has been really spicy this year everybody wants to go out on a high note and everything that's like ugh, that that's gonna be a big one it, it's close teams travel well they're only uh less than a they're a less than a handful of hours apart there to get from pullman um corvallis I'm gonna I'm gonna look this right up. Okay. I mean, as you know, I'm everyone. I'm directionally challenged. I, I still get lost in my own house. All right. Corvallis. Well, either way, I like the Cougs. While you're looking that up, I like the Cougs. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna win. So I'll just I'll take the three points as, as three points, and um, I think they're gonna continue to. All right. It's it says seven hours on the dot. <laughs> just down the road. But that's not that bad. So anyway, I'll go Wazoo plus three versus Oregon. All right. Um, my next pick, I, I like your Irish, buddy. Um, go Irish, home. I love it. And this may be me picking you with my heart a little bit because I just I can't stand 
But I do think this is a little bit of Ohio State's reputation in the last few years. Um, they're a different team this year. They they've had a few str- like they had a few games this year where they struggled early on and not looked great, and then kind of turned it on because they're just a better team. This and this is gonna have to be a like we said. This is a uh, top ten matchup. Both of them. It's what nine and four, nine uh, and five, three, nine and three. Because who's who's ahead there? You got Texas, you got Florida State, and you got Georgia. So nine four, I think maybe. Um, but yeah, their their reputation precedes them. I think it's a little six and nine. Six, little six little lack of respect coming through. Um, there's there's not going to be any slow starts. You have to play the whole way. Prime time. They're visiting. Yes. Uh, we'll have to see what color that stadium looks like. Hopefully, like Andy Green, said, not some weird Christmas tree sort of thing. I mean, that that sounds like a diseased, gangrenous <laughs> limb that the the Civil War doctor needs to battlefield surgeon needs to take care of. So, okay, we'll see how that goes. I mean, you talk about Ohio State, and I mean Texas. We'll give this one to to staff man out there is underwhelming with Wyoming they're playing Baylor this week word I mean we have to see when Texas actually plays another big game Bama's been exposed a little bit but they'll right. roll through so hey go Irish I love it I I I like that I couldn't stay I had to stay away from the the heart on this That's one right. so looking forward to watching that game on Saturday night and then my last pick um shout out Trent Dilfer and the UAB Squad. All right. Goes to school there. Or OX name, I should say. So wait. Some Scotty. So Trent Dilfer, their head coach. What was the highlight of Trent Dilfer's football career? What was his pinnacle? Uh, I'm going to say he won the Super Bowl with the Ravens in. And I was going to make this a three, four part. You can just extrapolate. And the year, I'm going to give you a plus or minus two because a year in anything is is really tough unless it's a, like a truly momentous uh, event. But picking out some random person's Super Bowl, you get a plus minus two years. I'll say 99. Okay. Well, that, that counts. It's 2001. Okay. So well done. You get the gold star and, and hey, Trebek, I wager. Trebek, I wager two hundred dollars on this. Okay, cool. Anyway, sorry, we're, we'll wrap it up here. But UAB, um, I like them as forty-two and a half point dogs at Georgia for two reasons. Georgia seems to struggle again. They struggled with South Carolina really long. Um, Georgia has not covered the spread this season. They yeah. are. They have two no covers and a push. Um, so I'm thinking UAB goes in there and just keeps Did it you? close. Losing they, by 41, and I, I'm, I'm What's the point. UAB record? They're 1-2. They're 1-2. They? They're not great. 1-2, I mean, that might be a tough one to stake a stand on for saying that Georgia's going to continue to be terrible. And I mean, they, they can win by 40 points, and I think that's a fine win. So I, I, I think, I think does Georgia... Does no one need a push? But does Georgia? I know Georgia. Is this the time they decide to bust out and say, "Hey, we need to get over this uh, this hurdle"? (laughs) The next week. Wait for that. All right, cool. That's it. We've gone long. I'm sorry. Producer Lily's falling asleep. She's waiting at us to wrap it up. Um, Andy and I are gonna go huddle. Nope.
for the yes week, week huddle. We're not gonna huddle the, with the greasy chicken wing arms. Uh, gonna huddle. No, I'm surprised right. you didn't even say something about the the lack of beard here. I we can go skin to skin instead of skin to hair, man. No, we can just end the pod there. And I could it. even rub some extra chicken that was left oh, in there from last week. Certainly not. All right. It's like the um, amused uh, old chicken. No, none of that will happen again. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. It's that was Cluck. Cluck, you can. Mr. Cluck, Mr. Big Cluck. Mr. Big Cluck, I like show. it. Enjoy your college football. And we're out. Thank you so much for listening.